Welcome back to episode 205 of Tallboy Radio. Who knows where it goes when that there beer flows? Well, I shall tell you where it goes. Another one of our festive episodes. So if you remember last year, we played a little bit of Room 101. So it's a good opportunity for us to fall out over a few microphones. Gaza, how's your week been? My week's been good, busy at work as as always. So this time of the year, it's sort of uh, long term and getting up towards Christmas and stuff. So always busy, but really, really looking forward to this. I think Room One Hundred One is one of my sort of favourite episodes. Really, it's one of the ones that that we do year on year, and and it'd just be interesting to see what people want to put in Room One Hundred One and whether actually we all agree. Because as you know, folks, we have a little bit of a vote, and somebody puts forward something for Room One Hundred One, and the other two guys agree or disagree. So yeah, looking forward to this. Indeed. Indeed, David, how have you been keeping? I'm pretty good, actually. I had two days holiday, but spent most of that working. And what's Room 101, by the way? Room 101. Room 101. Okay, so if you're familiar with George Orwell's novel, 1984, then, yeah, anything that went into Room 101 was never seen again. So we basically stole this idea off a TV show that used to be presented by Frank Skinner and probably other people since and probably before and what we're going to do is we're going to select things that are going to go into Room 101 that are ne'er to be seen again. And I'm not going to lie, this beer that I'm drinking right now might just make it in there. It ain't a good one. Gee whiz. So then, so then. We've got the concept. Who wants to kick it off? Dave? Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay. Well, right. Something non content just like dogs like you tried last time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I had very sound reason. She dogs. cat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> on dogs, it was pretty close. I only lost 2-1. So I think he's almost almost done, wasn't it? A third, yeah, a third, of, the, a third of the votes, what did you get rid of them? So, yeah, you don't get a vote, so it was actually 2-0 against. <laughs> oh, right, okay. That's how it works, is it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Room 101. I would like to put into Room 101 Christmas presents. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go with dogs again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You, you do realise that you, that you you are pitching this to possibly the person that loves Christmas the most in the whole world ever, and me as well, and Adam as well. <laughs> Go on then, Dave. What's your rationale for, for for bidding off Christmas presents? Then I think there's two two main factors. One is the environmental damage. So, for example, I've just pulled up some stats. How many miles of wrapping paper do you think is used in the UK at Christmas time? Oh, Stretch shit, loads. Too many. Too many. 40,000. 227,000 miles of wrapping paper. I was just about to say that. They're obviously not as good at it as me. Cause I have <laughs> <laughs> how many rolls of sellotape? How many rolls of sellotape? Well, if oh, I do it, it's, it's literally four rolls per present to try and keep the paper in. 35,000. <laughs> Nowhere near. Go on, Ad. 335,000. Nowhere near. Go on, Ad. 3.3 million. <laughs> 40 million rolls of sellotape are used oh every God. Christmas in the UK. And all 40 of that. 40 million? 40 million. million. That's nearly one per person. Shit. Well, you've just said you used about three rolls for one present, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, listen, I don't know. I should have done the maths, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. Should have worked that out. 30,000 seems like a bit of a shit answer. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem very many, yeah. So, many. That's just in the Beaners household. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. How much money do you think is spent on unwanted gifts? Oh, unwanted. Oh dear. Now, 
now then, now then, now then. Unwanted surely has to be the gift for the ungrateful. Absolutely. Because <laughs> surely the sentiment behind the present is what matters, not the gift itself. So how much money spent on unwanted presents? Yeah, it's probably money. it's probably two hundred million. One point two billion. Well, if you take pretty much in the middle of that, seven hundred million pounds a year is spent on presents that nobody wants. And of that, what's the estimate of that in terms of money that goes straight into the landfill? It's not wanted. Oh, it's been bought, packed, posted, wrapped, and it's pretty oh, much going yeah. straight to the landfill. So you say fifty percent? I know half a billion. Uh, Forty-two million worth is still. It just goes straight to landfill. Wow. And wow. a little start. Of all the Christmas presents given at Christmas, what percentage are actually still being used six months later? Now, come on, you've got kids. Yeah. Oh, gee, was five five percent? Yeah, I I would I would say probably five percent is 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 a decent optimistic. Uh, Do you think? Yeah. One percent. They reckon 1%. that one percent of stuff that's given at Christmas is still being used six months later. I'll give you one more. One more stat. There's two parts. Two parts for the reason. I'll give you one more stat. How much tons of plastic packaging are generated in the UK over Christmas? Oh, I know myself. Like I, I will literally fill two wheeler bins, mine and Gazzy's, when he goes out. <laughs> mm, that's just his empty beer bottles. Um... <laughs> no room for beer bottles after <laughs> yours. Oh, good God! You're talking like. Thousands and thousands of tons. I I I couldn't even put a number. I don't know. any number. Two 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 hundred thousand tons. Ooh, add. I would say two hundred thousand and one tons. <laughs> hundred and twenty-five thousand tons of plastic. Oh, packaging. <laughs> Wrong way. Get in. <laughs> so those stats show there's an absolutely huge environmental impact and most of it is just pointless and wasted and the second big reason to stop it is the pressure that it puts on families families don't yeah. have a lot of money the peer pressure on kids and all of that financial and stress and aggravation that comes with keeping up with the joneses if you're adults and the kids and peer pressure i think those two things together just sack it off just get rid of it. If you want to treat friends and family, just do it bit by bit throughout the year. You don't need to bunch everything up into one massive event where you're buying stuff you don't need, you don't want. It's a waste of time, waste of money. Bin it. Mm. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas, folks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so what you're saying is that basically is a bit like the, I don't know, because, uh, you know, you, you're always told you, you it's the gift of giving and, and you never you never really should you know, give to receive and you never should give something then and then expect something back in return. And, 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 no, and you know, people do and they go, oh, well, I spent this on you and you only spent that on me and you're cheapskates or whatever. You know, it's like, so I, I get that. I get there's the pressure, but is it, is the joy of Christmas not like the kids and seeing their faces and, and, and buying into that whole, Santa thing, I, I and without the presents, would Christmas be the same without the presents? Well, I tell you what, I tell you, I tell you what. First of all, good evening, Paul Kelly of the Seismic Cinema Podcast. Who's saying hello? But I think you've hit on something there, Gazza, and that's the thing. I was almost sort of seeing where you're coming from, but I think ultimately your issue, dude, is not with Christmas itself when they're giving a presents, but with commercialism and the commercialism of Christmas. 
you know, I know it's a it's yeah, a wonderful yeah. bit yeah. of marketing by Jack Daniels, okay, where he says it's not what's under the tree, it's the people around it. And although, you know, it's very, very clever marketing on their behalf because they're still going to try and sell you one of their discounting bottles at Christmas. Yeah. I do think it's a good sentiment and it's a good thought. I think you're right. And I think that um, the commercialization of it and probably the last 30 years in particular, it's got a lot, lot worse. But, you know, when I was a kid, I'm sure it wasn't like that. You know, some walnuts and a tangerine, that was your Christmas stocking. Now it's just full of plastic crap and knickknacks that you look at your child smiles at and it just gets you know lost behind a sofa and in a landfill three months later you know just we don't need it do we so i think there's somewhere in between maybe but i think in general as i, I didn't start with somewhere in between i started with binning it all but think if you binned it all and you just got together had fun played games enjoy each other's company goodwill to all cook some nice food do you need the presents what for you know do you know dude I'm almost on board at this point. I'm almost on board. But I do know, I do know those Christmases and the belief in Santa and what he can give you and give you as a child and then watching him give to your children as well, that there is a little bit of magic in that. And it's that belief in something good. Yes, it's commercial, but that's been blown out of all proportion. You know what I mean? I, you know, you speak to people and they're, like you say, people will put themselves into debt for one day, and it's that's a troubling thought. And it is that yeah. keeping up with the Joneses thing. And Facebook plays its own part, and that's something rotten, done it? When you yeah. see people just taking photographs of the piles of presents, they don't think that what they're doing is they might be pleased and they might have had to work incredibly hard. But there's somebody who hasn't got that opportunity and wishes they had a better credit rating that can can do something like that. And that's without even knowing what's inside of them. And and I know, and I think you're right, and and I'm a bit with Ard in terms, and, and I sort of agree with what you're saying, Dave, really, just in as much as, is it, and, and is, it, is it Christmas presents or is it the fact that people take advantage of the gift of Christmas, if that makes sense? And is it the, the big business and big industry and all of that? And, and I can't think which company do it, but they do. Everybody gets a Christmas present. Basically, if you're buying one, buy an extra one. And then they, then, then you take that and then they donate it to kids that aren't in a position to receive. And I can't for life remember which company it is. But, and I sort of get that. I just can't get over the fact that the magic of Christmas is, yes, it's being together. And we've just, just early tonight, we, we, we've sort of organised our big sort of family Christmas get together. And we have loads of family around and it's a sort of, Pickford tradition and this that and the other and and we've been doing it for god pretty much as long as i've been alive sort of thing and and it's the, you know the best night of the year and it, it's brilliant and it's christmas eve and everyone's together and then you wake up christmas and it's like the magic and if you've got younger kids it's like the magic of christmas seeing them come down open the presents and go oh my god that was santa something and without the presents i just think that something would be missing i take your point dave meet up get together have a lovely meal have your turkey have some drinks play some games 100 percent, i get that but would there be something missing if you got rid of got rid of the the, the presents and the exchange and the gifts in the morning yeah the, the gift shouldn't be a measure of your financial success no. throughout that year no it should be a little token just to say dude think of you appreciate uh, your friendship uh, and actually the best presents are the ones that you can tell that people have thought about it's not the ones that the big extravagant oh i'll go and buy you a diamond this or i'll go and get you a car not that we will get a car but you know you get you buy cars or necklaces or or whatever it may be i think it's the small things that people think about 
and it doesn't have to cost a lot, but it's the thought that goes behind the present that that's the thing. So, I, should we vote? Let's say one last thing. Imagine it in that the whole it was a it was a, a nationwide thing, and everybody adhered to it from next year. So first year might be a bit, but after that, no present. So it's not some do, some don't. Just wiped out, gone. Everyone's in the same boat. Kids get up in the morning. Before, before you, <laughs> you get your kids get up in the morning, and it's like, right, kids, let's sit down and watch a film. That's what we're doing. Then we're going to have a bit of breakfast. Then we're going to play some games. Let's spend some time. But, but we did that yesterday, Dad. Yeah, it's a weekend. We're going to play it's with your birthday present. Uh, you see, I think you've just blown it there. Yeah, I was with you up until that last closing statement. Now I think I might. I know, I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. I, if you'd have said commercialism at Christmas, I'd have been on board and I'd have yeah. jumped on it. But yeah. The idea of getting rid of all Christmas presents when you can't actually make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we had Anisha on from Unhoused, she spoke about buying gifts for, you know, people will buy those gifts because they know that their family and friends are getting a nice hoodie, but so is a homeless person as well. So yeah. there's a way to do it where it doesn't have to cost the earth, literally, given those figures that you shared at the start. It doesn't need to cost you the earth either. So... I do believe that there is something wholesome in Christmas presents. Yes, I don't like commercialism, but yeah, I believe I, I can't. I can't, with all good conscience, put them into room one hundred and one. Uh, I'm I'm similar, and I take your sentiment, and I, in a way, I agree with that. Get rid of the greed around Christmas for, for certain industries and businesses, and this, and and get rid of the the, the commercial and the, the over commercial aspect of it. And I would have been on board, but to get rid of presents and the, the thought of Christmas without presents, I'm going to vote don't put it into room 101. That's it. That's it, I'm afraid. It is not going into room 101. <laughs> but while we say that, speaking of unwanted Christmas presents, hey, guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody awful that beer is. Going on with that that kind... Pineapple hot... and grapefruit for IPA. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I'll drink that later. Yeah, give it sprinkle, a sprinkle, sprinkle it on your pizza. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Pineapple uh, pizza room. Anyway, that's, that's a different Whoa, show. you won't get my votes. Go on, guys, you can go next. Right, so it's slightly contentious, not contentious. Do we go for the one that I think we both might have, or do I go for a different one? Well, I think the way the rate we're going, there's a good chance you're going to get to say one. So I would pick the one that you want irrespective. I have two that I'm going right. to use. I'm going to go, and I'm going to say vapes, because that is... The absolute fudging bane on drain and whatever on society. I, just, I don't understand the point, right? And we go on about commercialism. Vape shops pop up and it's like, ooh, lollipop flavor, vanilla flavor. And, and they're just enticing young kids to, to get hooked on vapes. And there's no reason for kids to get hooked on vapes because the original concept of vapes was to, to wean people off nicotine. But that's so not what it is now. Now it's a social thing, and kids who would never have smoked nicotine in the first place now vape. So it's not a substitute for nicotine. It's just a social thing. And and if we got rid of vapes, and I genuinely believe this, a lot of the vaping industry is unregulated still, so completely unregulated. You don't necessarily know the full extent of of the substances that go into the vapes it might not be nicotine but there are carcinogens that are still in vapes and i genuinely think that in 
30 years' time, if you got rid of vapes now today, in 30 years' time, on the assumption that the NHS is still here, you would save the NHS billions, and I'm not saying millions, billions of pounds, because actually I think the next great health scare or health thing will be youngsters when they turn 30 35 40 suffering from vape related illness you've got you've got mouth ulcers you've got sores you've got you've got cancers you, you you've got nasal issues there's a whole raft of 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 substances that go into vapes that people don't know and and all you need to think about is go back into the day where it was like 50s, 60s America or 60s, 70s America. Like, oh, I'm, I'm the Marlboro man. And like, smoke Marlboro. It's cool. It's really good for you. It's hip. It's trendy. And everyone's like, whoa, smoke. Now you think, shit, did you not realize it could give you cancer and kill you? And I genuinely think that this is going to be the case in 30 years' time. And people look back and go, what? You vaped? Did you not realize that? Did you not know back then? And, and I genuinely think it will save the NHS loads of money and it will benefit society. And I just think, from a social point of view, you, you walk down the street and it's like, I don't want to be smelling your bloody raspberry and your cookie dough vape and your vanilla vape and whatever else. And I don't want to actually, for that split second, think, shit, that guy's on fire. I need to put him out <laughs> because all you got plumes of smoke all over the place. So for me, vapes, get in the bin. Don't need them. I, I don't understand why they're here because they're just... It's another addiction that we're forcing onto young people that they would never have been addicted to in the first place. So I just get rid of. Does it does it ever annoy you when you speak to people and they say I've given up smoking? Oh, well done, well done. Yeah, I'm vaping now. Yeah, well, yeah. You, 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 haven't, you haven't given you haven't up. Given up. No, you just substitute one for another. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? And, and and if you want to give up smoking, yes, it requires willpower. But you mm -hmm. have you have patches, you have you have gum, you have other other means and ways of 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 weaning off. Not that I ever have been, and you know, addicted to, to nicotine. But I, I just think there are other ways and means. And all you're doing when you vape is you're just substituting one for another. Absolutely, absolutely. Dave, any thoughts? Well, I'm not so sure. You know, it's an emerging market. It's giving a lot of people employment. There's freedom of choice in this. It's definitely less harmful than actually smoking. Generates a lot of tax revenues. Is you know? it less harmful than smoking? Do it's we know harmful. that? It's less harmful than smoking cigarettes, do, nicotine. Do we know that? Well, Has there been long-term studies done on that? From what we know at the moment, it's more it's less harmful, far less harmful. Okay. Hmm. The, one, the one thing I picked up on there is, in terms of taxation, it certainly isn't taxed anywhere near as heavily as the tobacco industry. Now, I know... Your good friend of mine, Rishi Sunak, has said that he was going to push the age of smoking back a year every year to the point where nobody can smoke, which is a fantastic and noble thing to do. And it might be the way to solve the problem, or it could just drive it underground and people get cheap fags that are probably even more hazardous to your health. But I'm not going to blame the man for trying. But the flip side of that was vaping was not included in that. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you were going to be encouraged to stop smoking but you can then start vaping instead. And I, I know you're saying right now the evidence is that vaping is less harmful for your health than smoking because we know we know the dangers of smoking, but I just don't think enough is known about the manufacturer. I don't think it's regulated heavily enough so that we know exactly the quality of the, the stuff that people are taking in 
And I would, you know what I mean? It makes me nervous. My kids are six and four now, so they're not at that age yet. But at some point, they're going to hit high school and all the cool kids are going to be blown into what looks like a an alcohol test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah, I've I've got my I've got my doubts on this one, Dave. I've got uh, you know, in terms of you know, we jotted down a few and I also had vaping to add in. So, you know, it was a bit of a precursor for before we vote. I don't know if you can put any other strong arguments for or against. <laughs> no, I was just in vain trying to be devil's advocate. But that's <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And the amount of lithium that's in the batteries and the environmental impact is huge. Never mind the the damage to people. And it's just absolutely disgraceful. And, and the one we have in our local town, it just it looks like something from a fairground, and I, I yeah. it's beyond me how people can open. I know the guys, I'm sure the woman whoever owns it, I'm sure they're trying to make a living, but actually, mm. the council, those authorities, shouldn't allow shops because yeah. there's no benefit to our town from that shop. I, I, I just, I just think that the whole market has just exploded because that the. the initially it was, as I say, it was an anti, not an anti-smoking, but it, it was a way of weaning off nicotine and and you just have to look at the number of kids and i'll say kids but it, it could be 30 year olds as well you know the, the, there's people that i know that have never smoked but now vape it's like what's all that about yeah. it's like you so you haven't you haven't started vaping to, to wean yourself off nicotine you've just made a choice just to start vaping why why would you do that it's a strange decision i don't i don't get it yeah. shall we take a vote david yeah it's definitely going in room 101 there we go. There yeah. we go. There we go. So vaping room 101. Okie dokie. So I'll put mine forward now. So it's certainly not as contentious as David's dogs or Christmas presents. However, it's not so much cats, but the lack of accountability for cats. Okay. Yeah. I haven't got a problem with the animal itself. Well, I have actually because there's yeah, a couple. Yeah, you hate them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, do yeah. There's a well, there's a couple specifically that get on my furniture, climb in the back garden. That is, climb underneath and leave cat hair all over it, and they're long-haired cats, and it makes a bloody mess. And I hate those cats. I have looked into the viability of shooting them with an air rifle. <laughs> I would probably never do it, folks. In all likelihood, I am an animal lover, and six days out of seven i eat vegetarian food so i would suggest it's not something that i would actually do however they do annoy the piss out of me but when you think about it okay so if your dog is out in the street and it attacks another dog it's going to get itself put down you know what i mean if it savages another dog there's accountability for that if you're a cat you know if everybody's got had cats or own cats well no sometimes they'll come home and they've had the shit kicked out of them by another cat and you just think where's the accountability you know, who's going to pick up those vet bills? We don't know the cat who's responsible. It's an absolute nightmare. I'll tell you what else. There's dog shit bins. Where's the cat shit bins? You know what I mean? I've had cat shitting in my garden, burying shit in my garden. I don't do it in your garden. Don't do it in mine. I don't agree with it. And the, the, there is absolutely no accountability for it. you know what I think you should do? Find out who the owner of that cat is that's shitting in your garden and actually just go shit in their garden. <laughs> Well, I probably could work it out, but to be fair, there's a lot of ring doorbells. <laughs> I don't want that footage shared on the internet. No, look, look, I, I, I take your point, and, and, and if a dog shits in public, then the owner is like two yards away and scoops it all with a plastic bag and bins it or disposes of it or should yeah. do. But yeah. if a cat shits in public, to be fair, it probably then covers it up so you can't see it, but yeah. I mean, your kids are then digging in the garden, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's grim. And then what did he do? They're wandering around in roads, getting run over, getting upset, upsetting everybody. 
I do have a funny story about a cat getting run over, actually. Really? <laughs> it's quite humorous, though. I had a fellow who used to work for me, and he was a bit of a character. So I was in my office. This was when I worked in retail. And this guy went wandering past the door. He was a baker. And he went wandering past my office door with a shovel and a bin bag in his hand. <laughs> I was like, um, just out of interest, what, what are you doing? He was, well, just to let you know, there's a cat outside. It's been run over out here, right outside the front door. It's in the road. I'm going to move it. People don't want to be seeing that. Oh, yeah, fair play, dude. Well, that's not something I want to be seeing. So anyway, finished up what I was doing in the office, went out onto the shop floor. Woman comes up to me and goes, did you know there's, there's a dead cat sticking out of a bin bag? On the last <laughs> I was like, is there? So I called this guy. I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I, I just wondered. I thought if the owner wants to come and pick it up, I'll put it in with the bag and I left the head sticking out <laughs> just so that they could recognize it. I was like, go and get it shifted now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice idea. Appreciate your sentiment. See where you're coming from. Yeah. So I thought nothing of it. Five minutes later, again, a guy comes up to you. It's a dead cat in a bin bag in your car park. Oh, <laughs> and this could go on all day. Yeah, it's like, just go and put it in the bin. It's game over. It's dead. So I, I got I got two questions. Go First on. one is, you said you, you don't seem to like cats too much. And you said you're a vegetarian six days out of seven. What do you eat on day seven? Is it, is it cats? Never cats. Never cats. Okay. So. And, and what's going in room 101, the lack of accountability of cats or the owners for not taking accountability for their cats? I would or say it cats? It, it's the lack of accountability from owners. So not specifically owners because they love these animals. I have no problem with that. Cats perform a function. You know, we have a number of cats on this estate and we've got fields behind us. Yeah, I know for a fact I've had mice in my garden that you can that you get mice and no doubt these little fellas will be catching them up and eating them up and, and keeping the, the mice away from our property so i get that they serve a purpose it's it's the you know and i don't hate cats really i do hate the one that bit me that time and i had to have a tetanus shot but that's a story for another day but it's the lack of accountability for them they are allowed to to go on being bastards and there's just there's just no accountability for them so if there was a bit of a get together um we were um close or having a, a, a you know and one of your neighbors dogs come and shit on your garden and your neighbor was there they'd come over yeah. with a plastic bag you hope and clean it up yeah they would i would i would say nine times out of ten that if one of the owner's cats come over and shit on your garden would they come over and clean it up no i don't think so and that's that's your point that's my beef is that nobody takes account for them when they're fighting outside in the street and the cats are territorial i get they can't be domesticated in the same way that dogs can they are territorial and they're violent and they are fighting off their territory however you don't know when you get your cat back and it's missing an eye or its tail's been half chewed off you know i mean they get you there's this we've i've seen them outside here two two against one you know what i mean it was like an episode of come at me bro <laughs> And later, dude. Later. <laughs> but it's like somebody's gonna have to pick up the vet bills. That cat has had its ass handed to it, literally. You know what I mean? Who picks up that vet bill? Because I, I can tell you, they, they ain't cheap. Yeah, but they, they might right. have had his ass handed to it. But cats are great at licking their ass and then coming over and licking you. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a selling point, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say, okay. No to cats going in room 101 because I I I I don't like cats, but I, I appreciate lots of people might. The yeah, I'm, I might be with you there, dude. The actual the accountability, I'm I'm with you. I think I think you're probably right. I think I think there's I think there's a different accountability for cats and dogs because I think what cat owners will say is, oh, cats are independent; they can look after themselves. Whereas you need to look after a dog because it 
shits everywhere and eats everything and mm. pisses everywhere and all that sort of stuff. So, whereas people will say with cats, is oh no, they look after themselves, they can feed themselves. You know, they can go and hunt and they can feed themselves and and they shit wherever they want to shit, but then they cover it up in the garden and this that and the other. So, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I think. Cheers and hello to Stuart Willis, by the way, who I believe is a cat owner. Stuart, does your cat shit everywhere? <laughs> just, just a question. Do you take accountability you for your cat? Take accountability for your cat. I might have made that up. You might not have a cat. He'll <laughs> <laughs> soon let us know. <laughs> Dave, uh, uh, you, you can just put the whole cat, the whole cat. They can join the dogs. <laughs> Get them in there. Oh, cat, a cat of it. Oh, I forgot. David, animal lover, in here. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it. Was a surefire win. But, but there's, there's nothing good about them. Bin them. No. Well, funnily enough, when you say Binham, right, okay, this is another store that I was at, okay. Somebody set fire to a bin. In... <laughs> did it shit everywhere? <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us about your cat's toilet Tell us tonight. about your cat's toilet habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, now, I, someone has set fire to a wheelie bin outside one of my shops, okay. The different shop, this one, you'll be pleased to hear. And, 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 you know, they all say Worked in a nice place. Yeah, lo- another <laughs> lovely part of Cheshire that I found myself working in. And, yeah, there was a cat inside it. The cat was dead, but that they'd done it to because they couldn't. Again, going back to what Dave says about affording stuff, they couldn't afford to pay for the funerary cost or having oh, it destroyed or dealt sure with that. to put a cat in the bin. So I went outside to clean it up. There's a bloody and it was cooked. It was hairless, cooked cat in the middle of the bin. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. I'm glad to hear it, Stuart. I'm glad to hear it. That's it. That's it. So. We're around about the half hour mark, which is what we're doing. We're keeping it, so we've only got one each, unless you want to quick fire round. You make a quick statement, and we get a yes, no. Are you comfortable cool. with that one? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Go for it. Checkbooks. What's the fucking point? Nobody uses them. Bin them off. Put them in room 101. I think they pretty much have been binned off, haven't they? Have they, oh. officially? I ain't got one. I, I haven't well. sent a ch- I haven't used a check, written a check, but I have received a check about 12 months yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I have so checks, yeah. Been I have them off. Checks, but yeah, old, old people, old people used to, you know, they still say... Bin them off as well. Bin them off. But, you know, old people, like Christmas, the time of giving, oh, I'll write him a check to, to Mr. G. Pickford, and it's like, oh, 20 pounds. No, just back it me, dude. Yeah. Just, just like, send him me. Checkbooks, bin them off. Waste of time. Well, you can pay in a check on your banking app now. You just scan it in. What's the point? Uh, this this should have been just a quick yes, no. Binham. Yeah, I'm with Binham as well. Dave? When you get a text message with a delivery time slot that says any time between nine and six, what's that about? <laughs> oh, God. If you're in. Absolutely infuriating. Can, can you narrow that down? Yes, it's between nine and six. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Right. Yeah. It's good, because good, that's why I plan for my day, sitting around waiting for you to turn up. Because <laughs> it's never nine o'clock, is it? It's always near a six. Yeah, but the one time that you want it near a six is nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I missed it. That's it, yeah. Well, you're cleaning the cat shit out of the back garden. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for binning that one. Right, nice, simple one, nice, simple one. The political system that we have in this country is not fit for purpose. It needs binning off and replacing with something that is fairer and is more representative of us good, honest folks. Yeah, 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 yeah I agree with that. No, I don't. What it, what it looks like, I don't know, and that's a whole different debate and a whole different episode. I, I do think I do think there needs to be an overhaul in our political system. Well, we'll hold that thought. We'll hold that point of debate because when we do our election special, we'll have a solid eight hours debate in that one. 
and it's live. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go live. Won't be out. Won't be out. We'll do something. We'll do something special for that, folks. Don't you worry. So that brings us to the ep- end of the episode of Room One Hundred and One. Have you enjoyed it? Loved it. Indeed, yeah, indeed. It, it's so we always, we always get to do away with a few pets every time, so it's always good. <laughs> we do, yeah, we, yeah, we're with the with the polar opposite of Noah. <laughs> yeah, budgerigars <laughs> and parrots are next year, guys. So that's what's it, the point? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck your chinchilla. <laughs> well, okay. if, that, if that's what you want to do, I... <laughs> I'm joking. I love those little rascals. So, did you want to say your goodbyes, guys? <laughs> yeah, look, Merry Christmas, everybody. And um, I hope, genuinely, I hope that, you know, over the festive period, you know, you get to spend time with loved ones and family and, and you get to enjoy some time, just reflect what, what the, the meaning of Christmas is. And if that is giving and receiving a presence and that's what you do then so be it but as always just just pay a thought to those that perhaps aren't in as fortunate a position as you are and maybe those people that are struggling at christmas indeed indeed dave yeah and, and i think that essentially if you see a stray cat take it in and give it away as a christmas present good idea <laughs> <laughs> so, folks i will wish you all a fun farewell <laughs> I'll catch you a few short moments for come on me, bro. <laughs>